We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so let's uh, let's jump into the offense and yeah. and, ju- and just a quick reminder to everybody, you know, we're, we will have a mailbag afterwards, but it's only going to be super chats. Um, that's just the nature of the post game show, and that's just kind of how we always do things. So if you're new, that's how we do it. Um, so if you want to get a question in, make sure you put a super chat in, and we'll get after it once we start breaking everything down. So let's jump into the offense, guys. And you know, again, they put up 450 <laughs> yards of offense, 313 through the air 137 on the ground you, and you said it right 7.0 yards per play which is over their season average put 45 points on the board those were all offensive points by the way none of them were from the defense this time around and so you know overall you're looking at the stat sheet you're thinking it's a pretty good yeah pretty good game statistically and i think you and i were kind of talking about it throughout the game this is a pretty well called game as well uh, it just some some there was some execution issues a, sure. you know, early on. Yeah, but I I liked kind of the rhythm and what they yeah. were trying to do with the game plan and how they called it most of the time. Well, just look, there's always going to be that sequence of games you're like, dude, what were you doing? And there's certainly right. a couple we'll dive into, Vince. But look, it was a lot of the stuff we talked about, right? I mean, even specific plays, right? That we talked about. I mean, in the Wednesday show, I talked about this, and I think Ryan, you and I rehashed it a little bit on Thursday when somebody asked us in the in uh, one of the mailbags about, you know, what would you guys like to see them do? And, you know, one of the concepts I talked about, I'd love to see like a backside post route to clear things off and then bring that over route from the slot, that deep over. It's exactly what they ran on the Jaden Greathouse touchdown. You know, get back to the to the double post looks, which is basically the, the two high look. They didn't do double post, but they ran a version of that where you, the number two guy, instead of running a quick post, actually stopped. Hold and say stop. Safety comes down, which is a great quarters beater, by the way. And Clem and Wake was running a bunch of quarters. And then you bang a post drop behind it. And even when Sam Hartman was way late and underthrew it, Tobias Merriweather beat the guy so bad that it still went for a touchdown. You know, that's another concept we talked about. You know, they they did a sprint out. We talked about move the pocket, Ryan. You you and I, I think you you brought that up on Thursday. I, I talked about that on Wednesday. You know, move yeah. the pocket a little bit. We saw that. We saw bootlegs that were free. We saw a sprint out where it should have been a 28-yard gain. I still don't think that 
call should have been overturned. But at the very least, I mean, it was a great, well-designed call. Wanted to see a better route there from Chris Tyree, but, uh, uh, you know, ball was a little late. But, I mean, that's a tough throw rolling to your left. Getting It's hard to get that throw out on time throwing on the left. So I don't really have a, a beef with what Sam Hartman did there. It was, it was good ball. You know, so we saw we saw play, a pure play action. We saw bootleg play action. Yeah. We saw running backs coming free, you know, in the red zone and, you know, out of the backfield. We saw, you know, not not so much the mesh stuff, Brian, but more of a pure levels, you know, cross yeah. in post, which is, a you know, one of my favorite concepts, which you have to have with your mesh stuff. And what, sure. what was that doing? That was getting the crossers more open because right. you were keeping everybody here and you were forcing the linebackers to get depth because right. you were running vertical with, you know, two guys from a side. So, like, there were very specific things that we called for, and they tried to push the dang tempo, and then, <laughs> right. you know, they – they uh, they it was went on the Tyree. Was yes. it on the Tyree? It was on the Tyree corner. They wanted to go fast, although I wonder if they wanted to go fast yeah. because they, you know, they they saw the <laughs> replay and thought, uh, that might get overturned, so let's run the play real quick. But uh, yeah. they were just, sure. a lot, you know, mixed up the run game. The run game, they had some counters and stuff like that, but it was a lot of duo inside zone, just running downhill and attacking downhill. And, you know, we I would have still liked to see a little bit more motion and shifting, but there was some of it. You know, they did some of it. They had a couple jet actions that kind of kept Wake Forest eyes occupied. And on the play-action pass, I believe they did that uh, for a touchdown. So, I mean, just a lot of things we wanted to see, Vince. And, and here's the bigger thing. There was sequ- sequencing going on where you kind of felt like they're building the things. This set up this. They're going here to do this. Right. We saw play action on first down. Ryan was complaining about this during the week, rightfully so, about how it's just kind of like first down, run the ball, first down, run the ball. And we saw them throwing the ball on first down a lot more in this game. Now, yeah, of course, did. it didn't always execute it. And, you know, first play of the game, they run an RPO. Loved it. Chris Tyree drops it. Uh, they they ran several RPOs in this game. Ran a hitch route to Rico Flores for a for a first down, uh, for a nine yard gain. That was on a first down. Uh, threw a, a, a had a throwaway on a first down, uh, but uh, on on the second drive. But again, it was a it was a pass. Come out the next drive, you hit an RPO little hitch route to Jordan or out route to Jordan. Was it a now screen or a slide? Little quick throw on first down to Jordan Faison. You come out again later, you run a bootleg, and you hit uh, Eli Raritan for 11 yards on first down. I mean, so we saw a lot more. The, the sprint out play to Chris Tyree, that was on a first down. Um, they ran a tunnel screen to Tyree that didn't go anywhere, but again, it was on first down. So, Ryan, we also saw something that you and I had really hoped we would see, which was a lot more willingness to mix things up. You know, come out after the turnover, good 13 personnel, run a pure yeah. under center play action pass for a touchdown. This is the kind of the offense, and this is what I was most excited by. And again, I don't want to talk big picture about it because I don't want to just see it for one game. I need to now see you string it together for the next couple. But at least for today, this is kind of what I envisioned this offense would look like. And, and it, it did. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, I, I would say I would say it like this, right? So I've been very critical of the offensive play calling and just kind of the rhythm that they get into and the sequencing that you talked about, right? I Because there's some things that I believe in that I think are tangibly very good ways to play offensive football. And I talk about being able to, at times, because I know you're a running football team, but at times you need to throw the ball in early downs to kind of loosen things up, to set things up, to work that sequencing. Early in this game, the first like couple drives, I still felt like there was kind of a, a stick to – we're still going to run. I mean, I was literally joking about it on Twitter, like, you know, second and 10, let's run the football. Let's run the football again. That's just kind of what we do. But there was a point and I, I talked about it. I think it was like the third or third, maybe third drive of the game where I thought that Jared Parker and this offensive staff got into such a great rhythm offensively where Brian, it wasn't just like mixing up personnel. It wasn't even the necessarily the sequencing as well either, but there was a, a, a purpose mm-hmm. to what you spoke about, right? Like there was definitely a purpose, but the, my biggest qualms with this offense has never really been the run game because I do think that there is some diversity to the run game this year. I do think that they try different things and, and there, I've seen a lot of different types of runs as you know, and we have the conversation of running different things to different backs more effectively that all that type of conversation, but my biggest qualms have been the passing game. And today and I, I know we're not going to jump too far ahead, but if I'm talking about the offensive sequencing and just the offensive calling in, in general, the biggest indicator that there was change this week in the offensive play calling and taking a step forward is that for the first time in a few weeks, I felt like there was a passing game that was called with purpose. Mm-hmm. There were guys open all day. Yes, Rico Flores had eight catches for over 100 yards today. But you know what? A lot of that stuff was schemed, man. A lot. He was open a whole lot in this game. Just wide open. There was yeah. a yeah. lot of wide open receivers. <laughs> he caught, I think, three RPO balls. <laughs> yep. I believe Rico also did on just outs and, and hitches as well, right? Jaden Greathouse, obviously, on the over that you talked about already, schemed wide open. Tobias Worryweather on that little corner post type of look that he did there for the touchdown, wide open. You had Eli Raritan getting involved in the passing game and him getting some easy targets as well. The offensive play caller today, the coaching staff offensively today, made things easy for the talent on the field. And you know what? No one thought at leaving this game today. Oh, Notre Dame's slow. Not one person thinks yeah, that right. because Notre Dame played to their offensive right. players' strengths today. Well, and it was right. great well, for three quarters. It was fantastic. Ryan, what was our second key to the game? It wasn't throw the ball down the field. That came after. It was be aggressive, attack. Right. And I felt like in this game, they did that. Even some of the run calls like Vince, we would see them kind of go 21 personnel and use a motion and then quickly gash it with a quick inside yeah. zone right at the middle. They converted a converted a third down with that. I believe they I, one of their early third down conversions. They they um, they, they ran that they uh, went 11 personnel spread the field and got good box numbers. So they ran an inside zone. 
Yeah. Audric runs right up the middle for nine yards, right? Like that's that's purpose. That's intention. Hey, let's line up in this on third down because we want to see are they going to are they going to widen out because we are a heavy eleven personnel throwing team, and then we can catch them with something, right? right? Like we saw stuff like that, and then thirteen personnel play action pass. Like there was an idea yes. of hey, here's that, who we are. Yeah, yeah. We they went against who, tendency. We know how they're going to defend us. Yeah, let's have plans. So there was a there was a like you said, it's a two words I've probably used more than anything this year, Ryan, and it is is urgency and purpose and today the urgency was better there's there there's still room to get better there but there was some of it but there was purpose to what they were doing offensively it looked more cohesive it didn't look like you've got five coaches all given input and then we're seeing this is what rudolph likes this is what parker likes this is what you know what i mean like which is kind of like what i feel like we've seen this was a however they put it together this was the most cohesive it all made sense the run stuff fit with the past stuff and the past stuff fit with the run stuff in past games. It was just like, this is what they like to do in the run game. This is what they like to do in the past game. And those two things don't really have anything to do with each other today. They did. And that was probably my favorite thing about it. I mean, again, cause Ryan, what do we say? It's not about the yards. It's not about just winning 45 to seven. It's how no. you win right. offensively. And today again, one game, one game does not erase everything and does not, is not predictive what's to come. But if they can build on this, that gets me optimistic that they that they've figured it out and they figured out how to how to coach together as a group. Because I really liked what I saw today. Really liked what I saw yeah. today. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really think that they played to everyone's strengths today. You know, they didn't ask. There weren't too many instances where I was like, you know what, what they were trying to do with that player there, that's not built for their skill set. Like that doesn't make sense. Why would you make him do that? I was like, Rico, you were making him separate short to intermediate yep. all day. Awesome. Yep. Jaden Greathouse running an over route and getting a little bit of after catchability. From the slot. Tobias, Merriwe- Tobias Merriweather hitting a deep shot with him. Eli Raritan letting him work up on the on that play action for a touchdown. Like you were asking guys to do today what I think they're good at. And that is that's like numero uno for for coordinators and coaches, right? Make sure you understand your personnel, and then make sure how to use them adequately to be the best version of themselves. And I did think that they we saw that today offensively. There's no I doubt would say that. they did the same thing with Audric Ryan yeah. because I felt like they were there was a lot more duo and inside zone. Just let him get downhill and read it, and then boom, cut it back. I thought Audric – I'll have to go back and watch the offensive line. I thought they were okay. Some good runs, some not good runs. I don't want to dive too much into them because I I don't really watch the line a ton live. I always watch it out afterwards. But he was reading Ryan just the timing of what they were doing duo and inside zone wise. You just looked Audric looked comfortable, even yeah. though they didn't run him a ton. He looked comfortable. So even he in the run game, it was kind of like yeah, you're 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 doing things that like you said fit what they do. And Tobias on the poster, I mean, he should have had three touchdowns in this game. I mean, he was open multiple times down the field. Yes. I mean, Vince, you and I saw it on the first, on the second mm. drive of the game, where they ended up selling for a field goal that missed badly. I mean, he was wide open on on. I mean, he had this guy beat by three or four steps on oh, that, and I don't yeah. know where Sam Hart was throwing that football. Uh, he almost he didn't want to throw smoke. the football on the touchdown either. Yeah, it looked like he didn't want to throw it to him. It was he like, wild. 
he pumped and he's like, oh God, yeah. I'm out. he's wide open. I yeah. can throw it. You know what I yeah. think the problem really is? I feel like every time Spencer Schrader misses a field goal in a game, the offense plays really well. Is that is that is that is that is that off base? I'm obviously joking, yeah. but actually not totally joking. Right. But no, that. but you say that's so I'm like, hold on a second. Let me go look at this because <laughs> let me let me let me see some here real quick. So he missed a what, field goal. What I'm saying is special teams doesn't matter, is what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> My buddy Jake Seely would love you right now because he's a he's a fantasy guy and he believe he he fully wants um, kickers to be banned from football. Uh, they missed a field goal against Navy, scored forty two. Missed a field goal against North Carolina State, scored forty five. Missed a field goal against Central Michigan, scored forty one. The only exception to your to your rule, Ryan, would be Ohio State and Duke. They missed field goals and still don't okay. play very well. But okay. but four out of you know what is that one two four out of uh, six games. Pretty uh, pretty high success rate when the field goal kicker misses a field goal because I, I he's found clutch. the formula. He, he, he kicks the, the clutch. He hits the clutch kick. Yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. but I mean th- th- that's the thing though, guys. Is like you said, Ryan. I, I think you nailed it. They were scheming guys open today. Yeah, like the 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 concept they ran to Tobias, even though he didn't want to throw him the ball. Like we kind of joke about that. It didn't look like he wanted to throw him the ball. He was staring at him the whole time. Yeah, that's I mean true. that's where he was. That's that's the play was designed. To go to Tobias, it's a quarters beater, right? It's a, it's a. If you have confidence in your outside receivers, that's a big thing. They look like they had confidence in their outside receivers today, the way they called the game. But if you have confidence in your outside receivers, and the team is going to play quarters, and Wake did a lot of quarters against Notre Dame today, especially yeah. to the tight end side, that's a great quarters beater because you just got you got a one on one, you got to win outside because you're taking the safety out of the equation. If you're if your receiver can beat their corner, that's a great play, and that's what double posts accomplish the same thing. You know the level stuff again. It, it's great quarter. It's a great quarters beater. You know you take the safety out with the post route, and then you've got the high low with an under, and and so there were things that they did today that were designed to win. And then when Wake would kind of come up and play single high, Notre Dame would have beat him with that wide fade stuff. First couple didn't. First one got a pass interference. Second one, Jordan, uh, it was a bad ball. It was late by Hartman. It was a bad ball. And Hartman and, and Faison did not compete for the football at all, which has just been a problem in the entire receiving core all year. And then the last one, Angeli perfectly timed and threw, and it went for a touchdown. But like every time they got single high, they went to that and took a shot with that. That's Ryan. That's purpose. That's intention. That's hey, this is the look we're seeing. Let's go with it. So this is what I wanted to see all year, guys, and, and, and specific concepts that they ran, but just more so, Ryan. Have some have some have some purpose to what you're doing. Have some rhyme or reason to what you're doing, and sh- and coach confidently. You know why I thought the receivers played so confidently today? Because they coached like they believed in them. Hey guys. We're gonna trust in you today. We're gonna to, we're gonna run a bunch of RPOs. We're gonna we're gonna get you guys in one on ones. We're gonna ask you guys to go win. And they won. And it was it was Tobias did it. Faison did it. Great House did it. Rico did it. Eli Raritan did it. You know, like it wasn't just like one guy went off. Like they all they all did it. And, and Great House was open a couple other more times. Rico was there was Rico was open was a couple more times. Like everywhere, they, there was a first down call where they threw a crossing route to Holden Stace, and I'm like Hartman, dude, like you got Rico wide open on a on a deep end cut, like bang that thing. And and that's yeah. the thing is like I don't think Hartman played as well as his numbers reflected. Right, not, not that he didn't play well. He went 21 of 29 for 277 yards and four touchdowns. Not that he didn't play well, but like everything was late. But there yeah. was multiple guys open constantly. And even on some of his completions, you're like, yeah, it was a nice ball, but you had this guy open for even more 
Right. Uh, and that's, that's, yeah. It's the difference between a good quarterback and an elite quarterback. Or uh, let me, let me take that back. Good quarterback play and elite quarterback. Play. Correct. I, I Correct. don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to go down that road. Yes. But he, there were, there were plays that he left out there. Yes. That could have been bigger. Okay. And uh, like my buddy had, you know, Sam Hartman to go over 280. So he was pretty upset oh. that he only went 277. Oh, that's but, uh, so mad. You know, well, if he would have had Rico it. on that one could, instead of throwing it Holden Stays on the cross, they or they would have got over two. Or not throwing it to Holden Stays on the minus uh, whatever he got on that oh, one. Yeah. That was a negative, but it was. Somebody asked me, why would he do, why would he die for that ball? And I was like, this four, young player force a habit. Yeah, I mean, the ball he in the air. The ball. Yeah. He's going to get it. That like, was a poor decision by Sam. He needs to drive yeah. that ball right into Holden Stace's feet. That was a Just mistake. doesn't even give him a chance to catch yeah. it. Yeah, doesn't even give him a chance. Yeah. But like, even the deep out cut that set up Audric Estime's touchdown, that ball was late. If yeah. he throws if he throws that – but here's the thing <clears throat> that, that's concerning is, like, we saw him throw that ball earlier in the year to Chris Tyree and Jaden Greathouse perfectly on time with – I mean, remember, right. he broke it down and upon further review, Vince. Yep. That's where you can kind of tell, like, there's still a little bit something missing there with, with him, at least early. But I thought as the game wore on, he looked more confident. Yeah. Like, Sam was much better from, like, late second – like, even though that, th- that, that last drive didn't end well, you start seeing Sam getting a ball out. He hit that deep into Jaden Greathouse. You know, he, he hit Rico on a ball. And then he comes out second half, and he's just, you know, more and more willing – to take those shots and get the ball down the field. I just felt like early on he missed some chances, but second, and maybe it was the, maybe it was the Tobias touchdown. Maybe that was the thing that sparked him because that came right before the, 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 uh, the drive for the touchdown, or I mean the, the, the drive for the field goal, excuse me. But whatever the reason is Vince, the fact of the matter is he looked a lot more comfortable. I thought in the second half in limited time and was much more aggressive and willing to attack down the field. Yeah. And that's when Notre Dame really, really put that thing away. Notre Dame has just two games left in the regular season. And this weekend is the home finale against Wake Forest. If you're looking for last minute tickets to either game or to your favorite concert or comedy club, game time is the place for you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Yep, could not agree more. And he started, you know, the. 
he hasn't been good in play action, right? He was good in play action today. Very. I, I mean, different I will, types. Uh, yes, I will say that. I mean, that that uh, it was the touchdown pass, right, where he he did the nice ball fake and came out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah that, was, that was beautiful. Yeah. Was a, no, be- yeah. a beautiful call, beautiful execution, beautiful throw, and a great catch. Like yeah. I, I thought he handed the ball off on that one too, man. He fooled me on that one. I think, I'm pretty second. sure I everybody handed the ball off. I yeah, told you they were going to throw the ball there, Vince. Up yeah, the I go, no, they're not. Look, they're running it. And he's like, and then you look at me, you go, no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. All right, buddy. Uh, but go no, ahead, I, buddy. It's a family show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I thought that he looks uncomfortable in play action in the past, and he did not look uncomfortable today. Mm-hmm. So whatever flip switch was flipped on that, Great. I mean, that's awesome because it was very effective in the game today. It was very effective. And like you said, you have to feel – here's the other piece of it, Brian, because I think there's times throughout the season where he hasn't been 100% comfortable behind his offensive line. No. And I thought he played today like he was comfortable behind the offensive line, probably second quarter on. Yes. He was a little jumpy early back there. First quarter – First yeah. quarter, he did not look comfortable That's with what I'm anything. Saying. Yeah, agreed. He he looked a little jumpy in the pocket. He was kind of bailing a little early, you know, that kind of a thing. But second quarter on, give or take, he looked very comfortable behind his offensive line because you don't turn your back. You know, this is a quarterback. You don't turn your back to the offensive line like that unless you have confidence that yeah. you're not going to get drilled. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and he had confidence that he was going to be able to, to, you know, make that fake, do what he needed to do. And, uh, and 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 run through that play action. So I thought, you know, three quarters of the game, well, he didn't really play in the fourth quarter, but you understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he looked very comfortable and very relaxed, and that's grew when he started playing better. He grew into it, yeah. Yeah, that's when he started playing like yeah. what we saw in the first few games of the season, just relaxed, going through his progressions, doing what he needed to do. So hopefully whatever switch has been flipped for him and he can continue and build on that yeah. over the last two games of the season. I mean, Ryan, that's that's for offense and Hartman. That's the thing for me is I hope that this was a, okay, now go run with this. That's right. my thing is if they can take what they were kind of second quarter on and build on that with the play calling, the play design, the execution, and then just Sam Hartman looking like the gunslinger he was in September – then we yeah. are gonna ha- we are gonna enjoy how this season finishes. That's gonna be the key. I mean, and sustainability to next season as well. I mean, like that was my biggest thing watching this game today was I was excited about the offense play calling, about the sequencing of everything, and I also was excited about the young talent offensively because, like, outside of Audrey Estime at the skill position, like everybody else that played today is probably back yeah. next year, right? You're yeah. like. Bias is a sophomore. You're like Rico's a freshman. Jane Grayhouse is a freshman. Eli Raritan's a sophomore. Holden Stace is a sophomore. You're like, all these dudes are back next year. Tyree man. Better be. Tyree yeah, better the be only back. guy who may not come back is Tyree. He caught one pass for zero yards. I mean, I'd like to see him coming back, but my point, my Brian, the point is Ryan's point is yeah. correct. Like all the guys are making plays today were freshmen or sophomores. Right. That in, in the past game. In the past game. That's and and that's the thing too, Ryan, though, is like. Today, it looked like they weren't in that because you'd mentioned this during the week. Like, Wake's got a couple NFL players in their secondary. And it didn't look none, like it's none of those guys looked Tobias like they smoked Kalen Carson on that touchdown. Yeah. Smoked Kalen. Yeah. I mean, that ball was landed thrown and he still player, man. For touch. Yes, exactly. Exactly. No, that, that was, um, <clears throat> that was a, again, when you, when you coach confidently 
and you put together game plans to say, hey, we believe in you, guess what? Your kids are going to look like yeah. Or your kids are going to look like that. Absolutely. Your kids are going to look like that. And that was that was fun to see. That was really fun to see. Really fun to am, see. Am I the only one that wants Jordan Faison to change his number next year? Yeah, he's got to be single digit man. Thank you got to get him down to like eleven. He looks or, dude, he's too skinny. The eighty like bends around the side. It's way too big on him. <laughs> it's like they they didn't like, even know who he was. And they're like, let's get this kid a double XL. Yeah. And yeah. like, Jayden, like Jen's Jaden Jaden Greathouse needs the eighty. Then is what you're saying? Like he, uh, he can't he can rock that one. All right. No, yeah. I'm I'm good with him yeah, being nineteen. That's that's. Fine, I don't want any like, receivers wearing eighties anymore. I'm. I, I, but that's, on, that's my that's me. Yeah, yeah Faison needs single to be a single, a single digit, man. And, well, the and, thing we saw from him know. today too, Vince, I mean, he was another guy that he didn't do a whole lot of like big plays until the touchdown against their, I think their second team defense, because I think they had their backup defense in the game as, as well, at least some of them at the time. But he was, he, he just, he's playing with some purpose, right? I mean, there's, there's intentionality what he does. He's got to compete for the ball better, right? Like that's key. He's got to compete for the ball better on that one wide sure. fade, but he did did a, I mean he he beat the guy bad on the first one that they got the pass interference and and there was another one where Hartman was super late getting the ball out to him like there was the first the first drive of the game uh Tyree drops the RPO but then they come back on third down and they run across in a deep and in like a, he ran like an in cut and he's and just the way that they're playing it like Sam's just got to come back to that he just wasn't reading the defense early but I did think that he kind of settled in and, and did a better yeah. job there but that that's why I kind of say if there would have been a little bit um a little bit, a little bit more, um, a little bit more just be crisp early. But yeah. like you said, you hope that, yeah, it's like he started holding, holding on to the ball too long at times, but he, they gave him the pocket. That's the big yeah. thing. They gave him a Absolutely. pocket. Yeah. You know, there's a couple times early, they kind of let a little bit of pressure come. Yeah. And I run it. I like to continue to be a little bit underwhelming in pass pro, a little bit underwhelming again. Again, yes. they have yep. really taken a step back in pass pro, but uh, but like that's yep. the second drive of the game. Like, but even then, you see the blitzer coming. Sam's got to know. I got a one on one outside. Just let her rip. Just get it out there. And Tobias smoked this guy. Let get it out there. Let him go run underneath it. You know, and at the very least, it's a thirty plus yard gain if it's not a touchdown. But he again, he he got those chances again, and he hit those throws. But like the overthrow, I haven't the great house. I haven't seen Sam Hartman throw a ball that confidently. Even the Tyree touchdown, I still felt like he aimed a little bit. Like he kind of threw it out. Let it was a little, you know, Tyree had to kind of come back to it just a little bit. But like that was a confident, like early season Sam Hartman Wake Forest type of throw. That was good to see. And that was his last, by the way, that was the last ball that Sam Hartman ever will throw in Notre Dame Stadium. Was that 40 yard, six yard touchdown to, to him? And also he threw four touchdown passes today, which gets him up to number to 132 for his career. Which now puts him in sole possession of number four all time in touchdown passes with a great shot again to number three. Pass right, only two to pass. Two to tie, three to pass. Two to tie, I think, in the three to pass. I think Graham Harrell has one hundred thirty. I think Graham Harrell has one hundred thirty-four, and then he has one hundred thirty-two. Yeah, at least that's what that's what I saw in the stats today. But because he had one hundred twenty-eight coming into today, right? Because he had he had one hundred he had one hundred ten coming into the season. And then he had 18 so far this year. It's 128 through four today, right? Because are you saying because they they that they had five touchdown passes today, but Angeli had one of them. Yeah, I know. I know. So for some reason um, I thought he was only one behind him, but yeah. No, I think he's wrong. two. I think he's two. Okay. He was one behind the guy that he passed today coming into the game. So whoever he passed today, he was one behind. But either way, it's still a 
it's still certainly within reason, especially even especially if he plays in a bowl. Oh, game, yeah, he does or doesn't. But um, yeah, that's definitely something that I would because Notre Dame clearly cares about stats, and that's. Well, yeah. That's why Audric Estime was oh in the game late against Pitts. Why Audric Estime was in the game late today. They were terrible. trying to get him over 100 yards, and uh, and he did, and they did. Well, they so he's now over 1100 and 13. I think 13 touchdowns on the season. So he got his hundred today. We didn't. We don't talk a lot about him. He just kind of does his job. He's not like blowing anybody away. He's not like just wow, like just running people over. Like you said, he been said today. He made a lot of business decisions today. In the sideline, you know, just dipping out in the sideline. But his vision was good. His feet were good. He was running, just seemed to be fresher today than he had been. So it was good to see him. He's now over 1,100 yards on the season, which is a good day's work. Most yards I think Notre Dame running back has had, uh, I believe. I don't, did Kyron in 2020 might have gotten, might have gotten that because I know Kyron was over 1,000 twice, but did he go over 1,100? I don't think he yeah. ever went over 1,100. It was 1,125 in 2020. Okay. So, yeah, but barely. So, Audric's about 23 from him. And then, obviously, uh, but that was in 12 games. Audric's only played 11 so far. And sure. then he was barely over 1,000 next year, 1,005. So, good season. So, Notre Dame has produced a 1,000-yard running back in three of the last four years. And they it, it would, it should, you know, Tony Jones, if he doesn't get hurt and miss a game, he would have done that the year before. Uh, Dexter would have had it the year before that if he do- doesn't sit out four games. And then, of course, uh, when Adams did that in 2017. So, yeah, starting a nice little string of uh, really good running back play. So, uh, did either of you guys spend a lot of time watching the offensive line? Did either of you have a chance to watch much of the new two new kids? Ryan, so, did you? Ryan or Vince? Vince, you want to go and take I was just going to say, I uh, there were a few times that I kind of zeroed in on them. And in, in those particular times, I thought they played well. Uh, I, I always like to reserve my judgment on the O line because I, you know, because we always do the pawn for the review, so I get to watch the film and that kind of a thing. I I tend to watch outside more. You know what I mean? I tend to watch route concepts and and where the ball is going when it's live. I when when I watch film, I like to watch the O line. But when I focused on those two guys, like the touchdown run, uh, I believe is is was one of them. And Ashton Craig took his guy like halfway into the end zone. Like, okay. Yeah. You know, good feet, you know, that whole thing. So I, I really liked how he played on that play. Um, so the few times I did watch, I was impressed. Now, there was one play, it was the, um, the tackle for loss that uh, uh, that we gave up or that Notre Dame gave up. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Blake just let his guy go on the inside and he was yeah. just chasing, yes. you know, yes. right off the bat. That, so that was not good at all, obviously. Right. Two, two new yeah. guys. I, I felt like I think the biggest compliment you can give to an offensive lineman at times, especially an interior player, is if you don't notice them, that's usually a very good thing. Right? Yeah, that's usually a very good thing. Yeah, I fair. didn't notice Billy Shrouth all day, and I was like, that's probably a good thing. I'm excited yeah. to go back to the film because that probably means he was assignment sound and pretty at the very solid least solid. Right at the yes. very least solid. Yeah. Um, the one thing on Ashton Craig, I saw him give up a little bit of grounded pass protection a couple times. I know he's still a guy that's just kind of developing into his frame a little bit. So I think a power mm-hmm. profile is probably still coming, but you're right, Vince. I saw the same rep you're talking about in the end zone where he got after it and won and yeah. drove his guy probably three quarters of the way through the end zone. I, he got some nice movement on that one. He's and athletic. So that, yeah. That's yeah. the kind he, of thing he, he that I like to see. Cause he finished like he finished, yeah. you know, when you're halfway into the end zone, you can stop and you're probably fine, yeah. but he, he finished that kid. And I, I, that's the yeah. kind of instinct I like in an offensive lineman. 
The only offensive lineman I've really noticed for negative reasons was like, I just felt like Blake was on the ground a lot today, man. Like it seemed like Blake Fisher was on the ground, but yeah. we'll see mm-hmm. on, you know, as we watch the film, but I, mm-hmm. that was my only main takeaway of like from a negative perspective, offensive line wise, but we'll see. I, I'm sorry. I'm, um, I'm, I'm, it's funny. Got somebody in the, in the show complaining about Missouri. He's like, yeah, but their defense got eviscerated by LSU. And I'm like, who hasn't? Yeah, it's gonna say scoring, good offense. Someone's scoring offense in the college football. I think I said something to you guys about that when we were watching the game last week. I, yeah. I texted about the their quarterback. It's like, yeah, he's yeah, all these good. Notre Dame fans that want LSU. You <laughs> I'm fine with that. I mean, because Notre Dame, I know just you're so negative, dude. Yeah, you're just so seriously. negative. So negative. Their offensive line still isn't very good, and uh, Notre Ryan, Dame's played some pretty good quarterbacks this year. I don't know if you've noticed this yet, but yes. everything I say, it's about me, and I don't want to have to cover Brian Kelly. Understandable. All right. Do we have any more to talk about offense? Game balls. Game balls. Game balls. Okay. I, I think, Ryan, I'll let you kick off with this one because I think I think you pretty yeah. much you pretty much nailed this one uh this one during oh, our prediction show on Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it to the Sam for the fact that you threw four touchdowns in a game, your last home game at the University of Notre Dame against your former team, right? So that's a cool game ball. I would like to send just another quick shout out, though. You know, just kind of an honorable mention. Rico Flores had a day, man. I felt bad about the fumble oh, because, sure. like, that was just an unfortunate play because. Mm-hmm. He had a really good football game overall. I thought Rico was really, really good today. But I will give it to Sam. Four touchdowns against your former team. Last home game at Notre Dame in a big victory. First 100-yard game by a wide receiver since the Fiesta Bowl against Oklahoma. Wild. Who's a guy that's not even on the roster anymore. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, those are obviously great picks, Ryan. I'm going to go off the map here a little bit. I'm going to give one to Eli Raritan because he picks up his first catch in a Notre Dame uniform, I believe, or at least first of the year. Had three catches for 39 yards. A great catch on the touchdown. First of his career, Vince. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was the first of his career. Okay. Yep. All right. He so, caught he caught one before the touchdown, right? He caught a bootleg. Yes, yes right? he did. Yeah. Uh, yep, he sure did. So, you know, There's I'm gonna I'm gonna throw some love his way because, as you said, Brian, he's probably one of the more athletic kids on the roster, if not yeah. the most athletic, based Brian, on position. Brian, Vince, jump in. Fastest ten yard split in the history of tight ends. In the history, man. <laughs> in the history of tight ends. Combine rester- he's going to set a combine record, man. There set it is. Record. So yeah, um, I, I'm gonna give mine to Eli. Yeah, I, I'm gonna honestly. I'm. I, it was kind of hard for me to to really do one. I'm, I'm gonna give mine to. I'm gonna give mine to Audric. I thought Audric kind of early on ripped off some runs. I, I just, you know, I just, I, I, I there, like to me, no one guy played great. Like Rico had a hundred yard game, and I'm not taking anything away from what Rico did. He had a great catch in that one out throw that was a little bit far, but I mean, he was wide open every time he caught the ball. You know, um, I just, I just thought there were so many guys. I'm going to Audric just more sentimentally, just because it's more of a, you know, he's been doing the dirty work all year, and I thought he settled the offense in early. And had some really nice runs early. That like that third and two run he had that um, got him into field goal range on the first drive that they ended up missing the field goal. He got hit behind the line of scrimmage. He just kept working, you know. And I and thought, I thought twenty one yards. Yeah, and I thought him kind of playing well early helped uh, allowed them to kind of help Sam settle in. I, I thought that was important, you know. Looking at that first couple drives, you know, Audrey had some nine yards, five yards, three yards. You know, I just thought he kind of. He kind of helped them settle in, and then of course Sam kind of took over. But I mean, gosh, I mean they just had guys. 
I almost kind of want to be lame and like give to Jared Parker just because of the fact that they called a game that just had so many guys open. But yeah, you know, but the thing, the reason I'm not going to go there and I'm going to ultimately, um, you know, just give it to Audric, but, but uh, sentimentally, but I think, I think Ryan, your pick is, is the one that makes the most sense as far as how the game played out is because there were guys open all game and, and the quarterback spread the ball around and he got the ball where he needed to go to not always on time. And, you know, but honestly, I think it was hard to pick a guy because there were so many guys that played well and contributed. Yeah. You know, yeah. Rico had a hundred yards. Audric had a hundred yards. Sam went 21 of 29 with four touchdowns. You know, Tobias made a big play in the game that, that, that kind of, you know, it was a, I think it was a seven to seven ball game when he sure. caught that touchdown pass, Yep. you know, and, and, and smoked the dude. And and then Eli Raritan, that was a heck of a catch, by the way, it was a great ball. It was a heck of a catch. So just so many different guys contributed to the game today. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm very hard on him because I don't think he's done a good job all year, but the offensive line did what it needed to do today, guys. Like with two starters out, including a yeah. fifth year guy that's and that needs a to be remembered. Starter. Yeah, it, like the two starters out thing needs to be talked about because yeah. number one, some of the stuff that they were trying to do at one point, I was like, why are they force feeding the run a little bit with with mm-hmm. the two non-starters in there and some things of that nature and and uh, so that was a little bit. in a little bit, but I think right. that's part of it. It helped them settle right. in a little bit. No, that's a good point. I didn't think about that, and so. I, I thought overall the offensive line appeared to play well. They gave Sam Hartman time. Like I said, he had confidence in the offensive line second quarter on. I mean, and maybe he just needed to see it for himself in the first quarter. I, I you know, I don't know with the two new guys, whatever, but he was definitely not comfortable behind the offensive line the last few games. At least he didn't play like he was confident yeah. in what was happening in yeah. front of him. And so, you know, I give props to the offensive line for that part of it. And yeah. and Let's give props to uh, to Coach Rudolph for not getting injured when he got plowed into on the yeah. sideline too. Yeah, he was. I don't still, think he saw that one coming. Still had some athleticism still left in him, you know. <laughs> didn't get completely destroyed on that right. particular play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. But see, I, I kind of feel like the play of the offense guy signifies the play of the entire team. There was like nobody that was like, "Wow, yeah. that guy was phenomenal was, today." Like some not, guys have great numbers. Rico's got sure. great numbers, but he's wide open all the time. Sam has great numbers, but I don't think he played like great. You know, but isn't that the offense that we kind of envisioned kind of the at point, the beginning though, right? of the year? You know, point. spread the ball around. Yeah. You know, everybody's yeah. making plays. Nobody's yeah. going to be an exactly. alpha. Like exactly, that's what this exactly. offense was supposed to be. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. Exactly. Uh, so that that's kind of what I liked about the performance today. Now, now we'll find out next week if they can keep it going. Right. They can keep it going. Right. So we 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 all did game balls, right? So we did. Audra got one. Rico got one. Sam got one. Right. Eli, Eli, Eli. Okay, come on, baby. So, 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 good day of work for the Notre Dame offense. Absolutely.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.